Welcome to the Mom Things Podcast, your podcast on all things about motherhood, lifestyle, business, and probably more. And we're back. Welcome, guys. Oh, this weekend was rough, which brings me actually to today's episode about how to reduce stress as a stress person. So what the F is stress, actually? Let me look it up real quick. So it says, stress is our body's response to pressure. Many different situations or life events can cause stress. It's often triggered when we experience something new, unexpected, or that threatens our sense of self, or when we feel we have little control over a situation. Makes total sense to me. Stress and anxiety are a common thing in so many people's lives. Millions of adults say they feel stress or anxiety daily, and that's a fact. I'm one of them, guys. We deal with stress every day. It can be because of our work, health concerns, financial obligations, or just because of our kids. These are parts of our everyday life that most commonly contribute to higher stress levels. What's more, and that's something I didn't even knew, is that genetics do play a role in this. Ah. Uh, and I really do have a stressed family. I just hope my kids won't get there. I'm trying my best. Also, the level of social support or coping style and as simple as our personality type influence our vulnerability to stress. Some people are just more likely to become more stressed than others. Again, I am one of them. <laughs> This is why today's episode is a learning session for me, honestly. Stress can be a motivator, you know, and it can even be essential to survival. The body's fight or flight mechanism tells a person when and how to respond to danger. However, when the body becomes triggered too easily or there are too many stressors at a time, it can undermine a person's mental and physical health and become harmful. Chronic stress increases the risk of health conditions such as heart diseases, anxiety disorders and depression says the healthline. I'm not a doctor, neither a specialist. That's why I won't dive into which hormones cause stress, the physical effects of it, and which types of stress exist. Instead, I created my personal list of how I can cope with it and reduce it as simple as possible in my daily routine. So why not let's get right into number one, and that's minimizing phone and screen time. May seem impossible these days, I know, but spending too much time in front of our smartphones, laptops or tablets in general is associated with lower psychological well-being and increased stress levels in adults and kids. That's also exactly why we cut back so much of the kids' screen time. Our older daughter Joanna used to watch so much TV, it's difficult for her now to entertain herself or have quiet time. Which is why our little girl Gloriana has barely any screen time during the week. But to be honest, she doesn't even care and that's something I'm really glad of. Second, moving our bodies. If we're feeling stressed, moving our bodies on a regular and consistent basis can help to reduce those stress levels. Many studies have shown that engaging physical activity helps reduce stress levels and improve mood, while being in a seated or still position all day, every day, can lead to increased stress levels, poor mood, and sleep problems. I feel it, guys. I feel it. I'm 
almost like one and a half months out of the gym because of her trip to the U.S. And God, I miss it so much. I hope we can go as planned from next week on to our gym and back into those heavy lifts. But honestly, even a quick 15 or 30 minute workout, a stretching session, yoga or whatever at home helps already a ton. You don't have to do those 60 minute super influencer workouts to reduce your stress levels and make you feel better. No, like 30 minutes, a quick go-to workout at home is enough. In my opinion, at least. So let's go to number three, and that's taking care of ourselves. Having some self-care time throughout the week or even once a day may reduce our stress levels. I tell me this every time I feel guilty for getting ready instead of doing something I have to do for work, in the house, or for my kids. Getting ready, guys, and I feel guilty and stressed. As a working mom from home or a stay-at-home mom, it's very difficult, at least for me, to practice self-care. Going for a walk outside, taking a bath, reading a good book or practicing a hobby are just a few of the things we can do for ourselves to be ourselves and not the stressed out person we don't want to be. I try to implement at least one of these examples each day. Going for a walk every day is my kid's faith in our routine. So here we even get a win-win situation. As fourth, I wrote down following a healthy diet. What you eat affects every aspect of our health, and yes, people, even our mental health. Being chronically stressed may lead us to overeat or reach for highly processed foods, which can harm our overall health and mood. In addition to that, not eating enough nutrient-dense whole foods means basically that we don't get enough essential nutrients which help with stress regulation, such as magnesium and B vitamins. Fruits, veggies beans, fish, nuts and seeds are a good base to incorporate into our diet as they do properly nourish our bodies. I know, one more time you're hearing how important it is to eat what is called healthy, not processed or fast food. But of course you can. We have it here and there, especially when you had a busy day, but it's not part of our daily intake. That's what truly makes a difference. I like to call it my soul food. Not saying that healthy food can't be soul food. But it's my treat when I'm not into cooking that day and I'm the only cook in our home or just need to sit down and eat without thinking about the dishes after the meal or whatsoever. And while hearing me saying this, it reminds me that that is too, in fact, another way of releasing my stress sometimes, having takeout. But again, of course, just here and there. Otherwise, I wouldn't even follow everything I said before about the healthy diet and how important it is. And that would make me a hypocrite, but I'm clearly not. Let's get to the last point on my list. And as sad as it sounds, we have to cut back on caffeine. Caffeine is found in coffee, tea, chocolate, yes guys, chocolate, and energy drinks that stimulate our central nervous system. Consuming too much may worsen and increase feelings of anxiety. In addition to that, overuse of caffeine harm or sleep. In turn, this can increase stress and anxiety symptoms. People have different thresholds for how much caffeine they can tolerate. If you notice that caffeine makes you jittery and anxious, consider cutting back by replacing coffee or energy drinks with decaffeinated herbal tea or water. You probably heard that coffee is healthy, but as everything else, it's in moderation. 
I can handle a lot of caffeine, and if I could, I would drink probably more than just my cup of coffee with a huge amount of almond milk in the morning. But since my daughter's still nursing and she's sensitive to it, I will have to stick to that one cup of coffee for a while. Gosh, how I miss my post-lunch coffee. However, those are my top five easy and simple ways of reducing the daily dose of stress. There are so many more, like learning to say no and creating your own boundaries, learning to avoid procrastination with basic to-do lists, cuddling and intimacy, hmm, friends and family time, and so on. Something as simple as taking some deep breaths when we're really stressed out can already help out a ton, especially if you have kids. Joke's on me. Now let us take some of those deep breaths together. And we'll hear us next week. Bye, guys.